Hello and welcome to the fifth webinar of this week, Meetings When You Cannot Meet Do's and Don'ts, organized by Azure Cockpit. Uh, now that most people are working remotely uh, because of COVID-19, we decided to set up a series of webinars and this is one of them. And this first set of five that we've been doing this week has been focused on things that are different now that you're suddenly working remotely. So allow me to briefly introduce ourselves and myself. Agile Cockpit is an agile coaching consultancy uh, training and software firm. We are headquartered out of the Netherlands uh, with offices here in New York and in India. Uh, my name is Martin. I'm one of the agile consultants with Agile Cockpit. I've been doing this for over five years. I've been with this company for over five years, I mean to say. Um, and I'm currently leading our US operations. Um, in addition to my day-to-day -day job as a consultant and agile coach at my client, I teach the occasional professional scrum master and professional scrum product owner classes for scrum.org, uh, which gives me a lot of exposure to industry professionals and I try to channel all of that knowledge and experience into these little webinars. The way this webinar works is that I'm going to spend at most 15 minutes on the initial presentation part and then there's an additional 15 minute time box for discussion and questions. Um, they, they are, they, these are time boxes, right? So I might not fill them up completely. Um, I might be done sooner and if there's no questions at the end, then we're going to wrap it up quite early. In case there's more questions than there's time, I'm going to share some additional channels uh, through which you can connect with us at the end of the presentation. So on to today's topic, do's and don'ts for virtual meetings, which is basically what we're talking about here. Uh, the first piece of advice I can give you, and this goes for in-person meetings as well as for virtual meetings, um, a meeting is a two-way street, meaning that if you invite somebody to a meeting, you should only do so because you need to interact with that person. There should be no reason to set up a meeting if you're just going to be one directional. In real life, this goes, I mean, it's not interesting to walk over to a meeting room, sit down there and have no participation at all. But imagine you're working from home, you're asked to join a video conference and then there's no participation at all with all these distractions and other things you can do. Uh, people are not going to be engaged if they're not there to share anything themselves. So remember, only invite people if you require something from them. Don't push large amounts of information. Um, this goes hand in hand with the first one, right? If you just set up a meeting to push a big presentation or a lot of text or whatever, there's no point in it, right? You can just as well send them the presentation, record a video, send them a document. I mean, they can do it on their own time. They don't need to free up their schedules and dedicate their time to listen to you to present it. Um, it might sound a little bit harsh, but that's simply the way it is. People are typically not engaged if you are pushing large amounts of information. A way to work around this, if you still need to push information, but you want something in return, make sure that people need to do something in order to give it in return. Maybe they want to uncover something, maybe they have like little assignments they got to work on in the meeting, but at least make it interesting for them to come to the actual meeting rather than just ask for a recording. Another way to work around like boring one directional meetings is breakouts. And I can't emphasize breakouts enough for virtual meetings, right? A one hour virtual meeting is a long meeting. That's a lot of time you need to remain focused on something that's a video conference, right? So lots of breakouts, 
definitely work. And depending on the tooling that you use, for example, we're using Zoom for this, Zoom has breakout functionality, right? So it's very easy to create and manage breakout rooms and have these quick breakout sessions in virtual meetings. If you're looking for a way to structure these breakout meetings and make them more tangible, uh, one of the tips I can give you is to use one of the liberating structures. It's called one, two, four, all. And the way it works best in my experience in virtual meetings is to make it one for all, meaning that you create breakouts for groups of four people. Then you give people a task and make them think about it individually for one minute. After that one minute, you ask them to share with the group of four people. And then from that breakout of four people, you're going to share back to the whole group. That's a perfect way to get individual contributions, make them bubble all the way up to the big group without spending a whole lot of time doing it. Again, a reference to the first two points. Uh, if you need to push information, but you require input, what you could do is make people read something before a meeting. This also goes for preparatory stuff that people need to do in advance of the meeting. Right? Maybe you want people to have a certain uh, piece of information or have certain knowledge before they join the meeting, which is perfectly sensible because then you can focus the meeting on doing the actual valuable stuff like a conversation or an exercise or whatever, right? And the only way to make this really work is that if you do ask people to read something before they join the meeting is to assume that they will have done so in the meeting itself. The best way to shoot yourself in the foot with this is to ask people to read it before the meeting and then starting off the meeting by going over summary or going over everything that you sent them beforehand. Then you're basically telling people, well, you spent that time preparing, thank you for that, but regardless, I'm just gonna go over this. So basically what you did is preparation has been a waste of time, right? So if you ask people to prepare, assume they've prepared and just move on with that in the meeting. Another great strategy for keeping virtual meeting, meetings engaging is to have plenty of breaks, meaning that maybe every 30 minutes you take a five or 10 minute break so people can maybe reply to a message that they got or answer their phone or check an email or get some coffee or take a restroom break. It really helps them reset. Uh, in my experience, a lot of people get restless once they're part of the video conference, right? And they need that little mental break every 30 minutes in order to keep engaged. Remember, it's not like you're physically in a room. It's not like there's that natural interaction that you have, like whiteboards and things you can work with. There's not like an easy cue for people to, to walk out just for, for a second. So you need these breaks in order to keep people engaged for the entirety of the meeting. Finally, and this is another big piece of advice here, not everyone has to be there all the time. Uh, I've been in a lot of meetings where there's been like 20 people invited to it, but they only need all those 20 people for 10 minutes, or they only need certain groups of people at certain times. If that's the case, make sure you only invite those people for those certain times. That means they have their freedom to do whatever they want at the other times. And maybe if you have a two hour slot in which you need to go through several groups, make sure you let people know when they are actually expected there. Another reason for doing this is that if people don't have to be there, they might get sucked into a conversation where they're more of a distraction than an actual contributor to the conversation. 
All right, so those were my do's and don'ts for virtual meetings, a meeting when you cannot meet. Uh, there's room for questions right now. Please use the Zoom raise your hand feature in case there is a question or you would like to discuss something. If not, feel free to connect with us on social media. We are on Instagram at Agile Cockpit US, on Twitter at Agile Cockpit US, on LinkedIn, we're called Agile Cockpit. And you can join us on Slack, agilecockpitus.slack.com. If you have trouble registering for Slack, please shoot me a message through either one of the other uh, social media channels and I can get you set up. And finally, if you are an Agile professional, a Scrum Master, product owner, Agile leader, team member, doesn't matter, and you want to see how you're doing and maybe figure out some of the next steps you could take in your career, there are free assessments on stateofagility.com that you can take. And once you've completed the assessment, it will give you like a couple of pieces of of, of hands and advice on which possible next steps you can take. Uh, the really cool thing about this is, is that you can not just assess yourself, you can also have your peers assess you. So you can send like assessment links to a couple of your peers, have them fill that, fill that out, and then you can compare the results. A really cool, really valuable. So uh, again, if you're an agile professional, check them out at stateofgeo.com. Don't forget our social media channels. Thank you very much for attending today. I hope you stay safe and enjoy your weekend. This is Martin in New York. 